0: Today is day one of my brand new podcast. I'm not even going to pretend and act like I know what I'm doing or like I'm a professional podcaster or radio host. I am not. I am a writer. I am hungry. <laughs> I'm a guy. I explore thoughts and ideas. So I'm about to go live on Instagram and talk with some people about some different ideas. About figuring it out. So this podcast will be called Figuring It Out. Episode one. No, episode one will be called Figuring Out. The whole podcast is, it's my name. The Sylvester McNutt. How about Talks with Sylvester? I like that. Talks with Sylvester. That's the name of my podcast. very first topic today get my podcast thing right here okay looks like i'm good to go get this camera set all right our very first topic of today is holding a vision and finding a purpose or passion i was noticing when i was looking at the comments and the dms and the questions that this one kept coming up quite a bit you know how do you find your passion how do you Find your purpose. How do you hold your vision? Like, how do you stay inspired? How do you stay motivated? This came up quite a bit. So if you're the person that left this, go ahead and, um, uh, you know, go ahead and let us know who you are. If you can benefit from this right now, if you have any ideas, drop your comments be- below. I mean, everybody can see your comments. So if you have value, add your value below. Um, I'm going to just write this really quick so new people who are joining know. We're talking about holding a vision, holding a vision and uh, finding purpose, finding purpose. So <clears throat> I think that I can speak to this because I'm a person who I feel like I'm living in my purpose. I feel like I'm walking in my purpose. And let me tell you what. Hold on. Finding a purpose pin comment. Okay. So let me tell you what that means to me, finding a purpose, holding a purpose, like letting it inspire you. How? Like Sylvester, how did you do it? I'll tell you exactly how I did. It. I'll tell you exactly how I found my purpose. I'll tell you exactly how I was able to walk in, in in my purpose, in my vision. It started when I was a kid. I wanted to be Barry Sanders. Okay, Anybody from Detroit, anybody who watched football in the 90s, you know that Barry Sanders was one of the the most elusive the most powerful just one of the best athletes of that time I wanted to be Barry Sanders I thought I was going to grow up and be Barry Sanders you know I grew up in Chicago so I was supposed to be a Bears fan but I was a, a Detroit Lions fan because of Barry Sanders so I thought football was going to be my purpose so I played football Pee Wee, high school college you know I played arena football um the whole time I played football I always wanted to be the football player who would like lead the speech, you know? Like the halftime speech, we're down by 10. Like, all right, guys, let's go. We're gonna do this, we're gonna storm back, we're gonna win, we gotta believe in ourselves. Like, that was always me. Even though I played football, I was always the one that wanted to talk, like, let's do this. We can beat them. When we were outmatched, I never thought we could lose. I never, ever thought we were going to lose. We were outmatched. Look, they're better than us. They're bigger than us. They're stronger than us. But we have a chance. Like, the fact that we're here right now, we have a chance. Like, we have an opportunity. Yes, they're better than us, but we're here, you know? And so, it was actually through football that I found my passion because... I realized that I just loved hyping people up you know I love being a hype man I love motivating people I love being that person that's like bro you can do this come on like come on like what are you what are you doing you can do better you know and it's like it. it, it also there's like a double-edged sword to that for me because like being that type of friend sometimes people don't want to talk to me because they know I'm gonna be like bro what are you what are you doing like come on you could be doing much better than this like you, this is not good you know So sometimes people don't want to be my friend because they know I'm bringing that energy, you know. So for me, I was lucky. I found my purpose uh, at a young age. But then the hard part about finding your purpose is a lot of people think you have to find your purpose within a job. So you got to stay with me here. Sometimes your purpose will not pay you. You have to understand that. Just because you find your purpose, that doesn't mean it equals a paycheck. Somebody sent me that as a quote. Just because you find your purpose, that does not mean that it will equal a paycheck. See, getting paid, making money is about value, it's about how many people you can impact. If you're a great server, you can take 10 tables. If you're not a good server, you're only going to get three tables at once. So, two people in the same space. One can take 10 tables. One can take three. Well, the one who takes 10 tables is going to make more money because he or she can impact more people. Making money is literally only about how many people you can impact. That's it. It's about the value you bring to the people you impact. So what you have to do if you're trying to find your purpose, you're trying to hold a vision. Hold on. How do I? I got to get rid of the comment. Uh, If you're trying to hold a purpose or find your vision, you can't think about money the whole time you can't think about how am I going to get paid for this like it has to it has to like really be inside of you like it has to drive you it has to motivate you see what I'm doing now I did for free a long time ago I did it for free because it was my passion when I was a kid in high school in college yelling at people telling them to get better what are you doing like let's go you know I've been doing this my whole life it's only the last six years that people started to come actually hear me speak, that people started paying for uh, my books or started paying for services. So I've already invested 20 years of learning how to do this. I went to college and I studied communications in college. I studied psychology in college. I, I took formal education so I could learn, okay, how do I lead a speech to 200, 300 people? I went to college for that. I knew in high school I wanted to be a writer so for me it was never about finding a purpose it was about finding how i'm going to get my purpose out how am i going to practice my purpose it's about how am i going to get better at my purpose that, that that's what it was for me so for you guys if you're seeing this hearing this and you just feel like you have no purpose whatsoever you wake up and you don't know you know what you're doing you're at a dead-end job your relationship, you're just confused. You don't need to find your purpose. That's not what you need to find. You need to find a true actualization and a true reflection of yourself. You need to find your identity today. So you find you find your purpose once you know who you are. Once you can fill it in here, the purpose just comes to you. So don't serve, if, you, if you're just completely clueless, so I've given you two examples. I've given you a person who kind of knew and just had to build it. That's me. And then I give you the other example is you just you just don't know. If you just don't know what your purpose is, don't go searching for it because you're not going to find it. How are you going to find it? You don't know what the hell you're looking for. Right? So what you got to look for is yourself. You got to look for, for self-actualization. You got to look for self-understanding. You got to look for self-awareness. Who am I? What do I like? What am I good at? What brings me value? What brings me joy? What brings me happiness? What is something that I will, these are the questions you have to ask yourself. What is something that I will do if I never get paid for it? What What's something that I will get enjoyment from? So it's like once you start at asking yourself those questions, then finding your purpose gets really easy because it's, so the first chapter in care package is it's called alignment. It's called Alignment, Uh, Care Package, my my new book, in case you haven't heard of of it. So when you get your life in alignment, you don't have to ask these questions like, how do I find my purpose? You never have to ask that question. If you're asking yourself, how do I find my purpose? That means that you're not aligned. That means your life is not aligning for you. So you you have to come back and say, "Okay, how do I align my life then? Well, maybe I'm working too much. I'm in college, but what the hell am I studying? What am I going to do when I get... Like, you need alignment. What type of friends do I have? I mean, are we just out drinking all the time? Or are we able to have a game night? Are we able to actually uh, have a, a, a mentor night where we mentor each other and talk about goals and make vision boards? Or we talk about budgets? Like, what type of friends do I have? What type of friend am I? Am I the negative friend that's always about drama? So more important than finding a purpose or finding your passion is finding yourself. When you find yourself, finding a purpose and your passion, it just, it comes naturally. All right. So that's everything I got as far as, you know, I'm just coming off the top of my head right now thinking about this. You know, I want to make sure that like with my voice, I want to make sure that it's always uh, genuine and from, from the heart. I don't want it to be too scripted. I don't want it to feel rehearsed because then it'll feel for me it'll feel fake. It'll, it won't feel genuine. So um, literally, like I'll show you my paper. I just wrote six bullet points that you guys wanted me to talk about. I didn't write any content because I want to make sure that the actual content comes from me at this moment, because you, you can ask me a question in two weeks and I may feel completely different. I want to. Let's talk about leaving toxic people, how to stay strong. So in my book, Care Package, I actually talk about about this. So chapter two is walking away from pain. Chapter three is letting go. So all those pages, that's about 75 pages together, all right, in Care Package. That's about 75 pages together that talk about how to move on, how to let go. Read the book. All right, if you need a free resource as well to go with the book, go to my YouTube channel. I have like 30 videos on there about different elements of moving on and letting go because it's a very, very broad idea, you know, leaving toxic people, how to stay strong. It's very broad. So I try to get very specific in the book. Now, for you guys who are here with me today, I'm going to give you some value on this. So leaving toxic people. So I think number one, what I'm writing down is the word self. So I want to leave a toxic person. I've been in a toxic relationship Uh, one time. I was in one toxic relationship. Looking back, what I can accept, which I could not accept at that moment. But what I can accept now is that she was toxic and I was toxic. She was toxic for me. And I was toxic for her. Our combination of energies together created uh, a toxic environment. A lot of people don't look at it like that. A lot of people take the victim mindset and they blame the person. Right. They blame. Well, my ex is blah, 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 blah. Or the person I'm dating doesn't do blah, 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 blah. And when you do that, you give yourself no power. You give yourself no power. Because you're making yourself void of accountability. And any person who is void of accountability cannot grow. They cannot heal. They cannot inspire. They cannot acquire strength. When you are, when you void yourself of accountability, in my personal opinion, you become a, basically, you're basically a useless human being, in my, in my honest opinion. Like, you're useless to me. If you and me are on a team, we're on a team. We're competing. Let's just I already talked about basketball. Let's just sit, stick with basketball. And we're trying to be the Golden State Warriors. They've won three championships in the last four years. Everybody on the team has to be accountable for their role. And what we have to realize is that everything that we're a part of in life, we all have a role. So if we're in a relationship with another person, the relationship we have with our parents, uh, the relationships we have with our friends, these are all roles. So when we lose, right, when we lose, what do I look like blaming you when I had a contribution to? And this is why I say people who avoid accountability are useless to me. I can't build with you. I can't trust you. I can't love you. I can't. There's nothing I can do with you if you're not accountable. So the very first thing you have to do, uh, I actually have to unpin this. The very first thing you have to do is look at self. Okay, I am in a toxic relationship. I am in a toxic environment. Self, 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 self. What can I do? How can I change this? What have I done to create this? What is my participation to this madness? What resources do I have access to that will help me get out of this? How can I be better? What mindset can I change? What behaviors can I add? That's eight questions right there. If you answer those questions, you will no longer be in a toxic situation. Right there. If you can answer those eight questions, you'll never be in a toxic situation because when you take that approach, you take the approach of someone who wants to create power. Everything I'm doing is to create power for you. For any person who sees my message, I'm creating power for you. All of my messages, when you read them or when you hear this video, I'm literally aiming everything at you. I'm not gonna blame your husband. I'm not going to blame your wife. I'm going to blame you. And through blaming you, you're going to get the power. And with power, that's how we change our life. Does that make sense? Let me know if that makes sense. I have to adjust this uh, brightness level over here. Let me know if that makes sense. Let me know if that makes sense. You know I always get this word like every day people DM me and they always want me to talk about narcissistic people Um, it's such a it's such a strange topic to like talk about it's a very strange topic to talk about I actually don't like talking about that topic um, because the common public doesn't really understand what that word means and they they don't really understand the depth of uh, what you know a narcissistic disorder is so i don't like talking about it in public spaces because there's a lot of misinformation and it can get it can get misconstrued um and if you actually look up like if you really re- i don't mean i don't mean like just the first google search i mean you really look at like a scholastic um journal about narcissism and what it is if you really become well versed in it you wouldn't use it so freely the way the internet does like every if you ask anyone on the internet, everyone's a narcissist. Everyone. And I don't I don't really I don't really like that. I don't like that groupthink. You guys know what groupthink is? Groupthink is this premise that so basically I believe this or I think this. You guys like what I think. So you don't form your own opinion and you just believe what I believe because you like what I think, whether I'm right or wrong. That's groupthink. And there's a lot of uh there's a lot of groupthink in America. I live in America, I live in Arizona. There's a lot of groupthink. There's a lot of, well, that person says blah, 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 blah. So I just believe them. And it's like, what the hell happened to like critical thought? What happened to developing your own ideas? How do you forgive people that do you wrong when you are or thought you were helping them? Is it possible to forgive a man? physically abused you, lied over and over, is it worth staying or fixing? Um, So those are two different questions. So the very first one is, you know, how do you forgive when someone did you wrong um, when you thought you were helping them? And then the second question we're going to talk about is, you know, how can you forgive someone who abused you? So I'm only going to spend about 60 seconds on this because these answers are very, very easy for me to answer. If you need help with forgiveness, you should read this book, the care package book. There is an entire section on forgiveness. So, I believe that forgiveness is a very very important part of our healing process, of our loving process of, you know, manifesting relationships, creating a healthy bond with people, you know, forgiveness is a big part of life. We all we all hurt other people inadvertently and people hurt us, you know. It, it, it's a part of life. But here's the key for me. I express myself. Now a lot of you people struggle because you don't express yourself. So then people hurt you, and then they hurt you again, and they hurt you again and you never speak up. That's not their fault. It's not their fault because you have not spoken up. You have not set boundaries. You have not created the healthy boundaries. You have you got to you got to look at your life like a it's a frame. People come into your life and they're going to fit into that frame. And if you don't have a frame, people are going to do whatever they want to do. So the reason why people hurt us consistently is because one, we don't know ourselves. I talked about this earlier. We don't know ourselves, so we don't have a frame. So people just come in and do what they want to do. You have to have a frame for your life. Frame, you got to, I don't have any pictures in here, but if you look at a picture, it has a frame. And the contents are inside of that. You you are a frame. So when you have a frame for your life, for how you will be treated, for how you will not be treated, for how you will treat people, will not treat people, some people refer to these as morals or as principles. I refer to it as frame. So yes, you can forgive people. You can let people back into your life. But I also believe in something called soft and hard limits. All right? I believe in soft and hard limits. So I wrote about this in the Dear Queen Journey book. The soft limits work like this. I'll give you an example. Uh, I can A soft limit is something that I can forgive or I can look past. Even if it doesn't necessarily agree with my boundaries or it's a little bit outside of my frame, I can still agree with it and, and let it go because I understand that everybody is everybody and I can't control people and I don't need to get in the business of try, uh, trying to control people. So what a soft limit looks like for me personally is this. Uh, I don't like when people are extremely anal about things that they can't control. That's something that really bothers me. But I don't let it bother me to the point where it bothers me, if that makes sense. <laughs> like, it's something I'm aware of, but I I can just let it go because it's not a big deal. Now, a hard limit, something I cannot let go of... If a woman thinks it's okay to try to attack me, I'm not okay with that. If she if she throws throws something at me, even if it's a pillow, like if you're angry and you're throwing something at me, that's a red flag to me. I come from violent and abusive situations. So I am the type of adult where I don't I don't play that. I don't joke around violently with people. I don't. There's not you'll never see me joking violently with somebody. I'm not gonna joke violently. I I take threats very serious. So if you're making an advancement of violence towards me, that's a hard limit for me. I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm not going to be able to, I I can't negotiate with someone who is violent. I can't. So like, okay, soft limit. Yeah, you're like anal about whatever. Okay, I'll let it go. It's not that big of a deal. Hard limit. You want to be violent toward me. Nope, can't do it. I can't do it. So, as far as going back to someone who abused you or or is abusing you, I personally wouldn't be able to do it because that goes against my limits. It goes against my hard limit. So, you got to make those. You got to make that. You have There's three things you need to do. You have to make that whole frame of your life. Then you have to understand what are your soft limits, things that you can deal with, things that you can manage, things that you can just let go. And then the third pillar is hard limits. What what can you not deal with? This is a deal breaker. And through all of those phases, your frame, your soft limits, your hard limits, you have to communicate. If you don't communicate, no one will ever know. Okay? thing we're going to talk about today is this, how to heal a relationship that lost communication, trust, intimacy. So the answer is do not break up. Everybody thinks you're going to break up and then you're just going to go find someone new. You're going to go find some new spark somewhere. You're going to create some new love life. What you have to understand is that all relationships follow a cycle. All the relationships that you have been in follow a cycle. So if you find a cycle of where you're losing certain elements like communication and intimacy and trust and connection, adventure, what did I say at the very beginning of my Instagram live? The answer is to look at self. So don't just break up and go run and fuck somebody at the bar and think that's going to fulfill you. That's not going to fulfill you. What you're going to have to do is I'm going to give you three steps to fix your relationship right now. The very 1st I'm going to write this down. I'm going to make a post out of this. The very first step to fix your relationship is to look at yourself. Look at your behavior. Look at your mindsets. Don't be judgmental of your behavior and mindsets. I want you to really look at it objectively. Am I bringing value to this relationship? Am I helping this person in life? Am I bringing them laughter or am I nagging them? Am I bringing them a great sexual experience or do I never have any sexual interaction with them? Do I help them and talk to them about their goals or do I not even know what their goals are? Am I a friend or a foe? When you start asking yourself these questions, then you start opening up to new brain waves, to new energy, to new ideas. And then... The second element, right, so I told you the very first one, is self. The second element is you go to the person you're in a relationship with. And you say, hey, so I've been having this inner dialogue about our relationship, about how we have lost trust, compassion, intimacy. Do you feel that? Really? You feel it too? Well, I don't want to run. I don't want to just break up just cuz we're going through a rough time. Let's 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 fix this. Let's work on this. Like are you are you willing to work on this? So number 2 is communication. But I'm going to change that. Not communication. Compassionate communication. Don't go to your partner and say, "You ain't shit dating you sucks." I mean, what are you what are you going to get out of that? You're not going to get any. That's not going to get you anywhere. You know it. So you want to have community. So you want to have that compassionate conversation. Like, How do we fix this? How do we get better? How do we improve? So it's called I, I refer to that as opening dialogue. You don't want to have this conversation and think it's just one conversation and then that's the end of it. You want to open a dialogue. This could be a six month conversation. You just want to open a dialogue. What can I do? to make your dating experience with me better? How can I give you more value? How can I give you more love? How can I give you more laughter? All of these questions I made about them. Then your partner does the same thing. They ask you the same things. And then the third way, so the very first way to improve your relationship is self, to introspect. The very second way is compassionate communication. And the third way is adventure. So let me write that down. I might have to put this in a book or something. So adventure, what does that mean? A lot of the times that we have what we would consider boring relationships or we've lost trust, we've lost communication, we've, we've lost whatever it is we're looking for, it's because we have not been on an adventure. So what you want to do is go on an adventure. What this looks like is it's based on like your budget. It's based on how much money. You if you don't have that much money, then an adventure is filling up the gas, a gas, you know, a uh, tank of gas and just get in the car. Don't put any music on. Just get in the car and just drive. It. It, you know, the silence is fine. And just talk when you can talk. Talk about ideas. Talk about places you guys want to go. Talk about things you want to do. I mean, take some snacks with you, you know, and maybe at the end of the adventure, maybe you guys don't have a lot of money. Just at the end of the adventure, drive 45 miles, go have a picnic somewhere. You know, just go, it's summertime everywhere, just go have a picnic. Just eat outside, make the food somewhere. I don't know, it's just an adventure. Like, let just go on an adventure. If you guys have a little bit more money, maybe book a trip next month. What is this, uh, July? Book a trip at the end of August. That's about five weeks. That's like two or three paychecks for you guys. You can save up the money by then. Just book a trip tonight. Call your husband or your wife. Book a trip right now. Look, hey, in six weeks, I think it's Memorial Day. I'm not sure what that holiday is, but in September. Hey, you know what? We're going to go somewhere. We're going to go do something. That's it. Let's just go on an adventure. Let's get outside of our comfort zone. Let's get out of our daily life. Let's get out of our daily routine. We got to try to do new things together. That's how you create the love again. That's how you create the spark again. That's how you create the communication and the trust. Get out of the routine of the day and and put each other in a situation where you need each other for this new experience. You know, go to a new museum. Museums are free. Go to a museum. Let's go to a date. You know, let's go to a lunch date and let's go to a museum. I mean, this this is a very simple way. And when you have these conversations, remember, compassionate communication. No uh, aggressive, nothing aggressive. All right. This has been a fun experience. I'm super excited. Uh, I I clearly need help managing my lights, and my camera, and my phone, and my microphone, and my computer, and my water. <laughs> I clearly need help, so I'm gonna have to start making more connections here in Arizona because uh, I need more help doing this. Appreciate you guys for tuning in, uh, for rocking with me. You know, uh, I think I think I'll do this every Wednesday, maybe every Monday and Wednesday. Maybe even on Friday. I'm not sure. We'll, we'll see. Give me some feedback. Uh, go to my DM. Send me some feedback. You know, thing, you know if you like to see this consistently, if I gave you value, give me some feedback. I really appreciate it. A lot of these things we talked about are actually in my book, Care Package. If you have not read that book, hey, I don't know what to tell you. It's in there. You got to find the book, man. It's on Amazon. It's on my site. Peace and love.